Have you ever read or heard something and thought to yourself, dang, that was deep. I got to get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I have that thought all the time. I'm Bonnie King Taylor, a life coach and counselor dedicated to helping you change your life by changing your thoughts. I'd like to welcome you to T-Shirt Truths, where we talk about the thoughts that when we become comfortable with them, like a favorite T-shirt, we become more fully ourselves, live more satisfying lives, and interact more effectively with those around us. Let's get started by slipping into today's T-Shirt Truth. Focus on what you want rather than what you don't want, and be very careful that your wants are not actually don't wants in disguise. This is one of the most important tools you can ever use to change your experience of your own life. And yet, it seems to be pretty difficult for people to turn into a habit. And that's because most people don't actually know what they want, much less how to ask for it in any sort of constructive way. And to be perfectly honest, we live in a society that sort of thrives on this fact. We have the opportunity to really scrutinize our own expectations, and you'll know what they are when you hear them coming out of your own mouth. I'm going to give you a specific example that doesn't put me in a very good light, um, but I'm going to bet that you'll be able to identify with it on some level. So, I've had a number of significant partners who are really interesting people, super intelligent, very engaged in their own lives, cool jobs, etc. And nearly every single one of them has been a terrible gift giver. It's a skill that not everyone has, clearly. To be honest, while I love a thoughtful gift, that really isn't my love language. I'm a acts of service girl all the way. And if you don't know what I mean by love languages... It's a book by Gary Chapman. It's a great platform for discussion about what our expectations and needs are. And it gives you a, a, um, a qualifier, like you are this or you are that. And I, I love these things for sparking conversation, but I think sometimes we rely on them a little too much. But in this particular case, it worked out to genuinely be, be useful. Um, so the partner in question got really frustrated with really not being able to win at the gift giving game. At one point in exasperation, he asked, well, what is it you do want? And I jumped into the middle of that with both feet. I was thrilled with the possibility of being able to guide his choices. And well, it, it went a little bit like this. I, I got very excited. I was like, okay, okay. So I don't wear orange and yellow because uh, it makes me look dead. And I don't like expensive jewelry because, you know, if I lose it, then I feel really bad. And I don't want you to spend that kind of money anyway. And, you know, necklaces are not really my thing, more, more earring situation. And so I, I gave him all sorts of information about, you can hear it coming, right? What I don't like. And now here's a little trick of the human brain. It does not identify the qualifier. It only listens to the subject, which is why there's that joke about um, don't think about pink elephants, because whenever you tell someone to don't think about something neurologically, they can't help but visualize whatever the thing is. And so next gift giving holiday, I get the little box. I'm like, oh, very cool. It's from the Women's Museum. 
arguably an excellent choice for me. I open the box. It's this really beautiful heart-shaped necklace that is Jurassic Park cool in that it is amber, that is orange on one side and yellow on the other, with a price tag that almost gave me a nosebleed. So, this was me tying my own shoelaces together and tripping over my expectation of being disappointed and getting exactly what I asked for. Now, I know that that's kind of a challenging idea, but I have to tell you that when you can come to clarity about how we bring our expectations of disappointment into our everyday lives, it can change a lot of things really quickly. And that's what I want for you. So what's the solution? It's noticing yourself saying things like, I don't want, I don't know, I can't, it's never. These are terminal, globalized phrases that assume a stopping point with zero potential. So when you notice yourself using those terms, I want you to take a breath, hear my voice in your head saying, try again, and turn whatever that statement is around. And especially for the term, I don't know, which is very often a stopping point for people. I'd love for you to be able to hear yourself say, I don't know, but I'd like to. That's how you're going to trick your very powerful subconscious mind into going to look for an answer. It's sort of like a computer working while you're asleep and you don't even notice it. It's very, very helpful to leave yourself open to, I don't like the way I feel right now. I don't want this to turn out badly, but I'm open to feeling different and I can have an imagination for a different outcome. That's where your real power lies, not in having all the right answers every minute, but recognizing that you will find them. Next time, when we dive into the most strategic, effective, and easy-to-use behavior change request model I have ever seen, we'll build on the emotional regulation tool from episode one and on what we learned today about using language that focuses on what we actually want. Thanks so much for listening. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on T-Shirt Trues wherever podcasts roam. And then share the episode with friends and loved ones because everyone can benefit from getting more comfortable with who they want to be. For even more life-changing content, follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Links are in the show notes. I'll see you there and back here on the next episode of T-Shirt Trues with Bonnie King-Taylor. Taylor.